to Wake Up, Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman with Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I want to welcome you today and I hope you're buckled up because we got a doozy for you. This week starts a new series for our daughters. Now the last series, we were talking about the boys. Now it's time for the girls. We're going to be talking about name calling. That's right. Have you ever called your daughter that big B word? Have you ever thought about why you would do such a thing? Where that comes from? Or felt the guilt afterwards when you did it? Well, the next few weeks we're going to be spending on discussing this topic, name calling, the reasons why, the damage it does, and what really as moms we hope our daughters see in themselves. The first episode today is called Out of the Mouth of Moms, and I think it's very fitting because I'm a mom and I'm the one talking about it today. So buckle up and let's get ready. All right, moms, first of all, let's just admit it and get it out of the way. We are not perfect as moms. Okay, there it is. Enough said. Now that we have that out of the way, I can't believe I'm even going to discuss this because it can completely blow up in my face given the factor of the topic at hand. It's a highly emotional thing when you start talking to people about how how they parent their kids and some of the things that they say. I hear the name calling. I'll be out somewhere and I can hear a very obvious name to their child and you snap your head around to see where it's coming from and think to yourself, wow, I can't believe they just said that. However, I think that there are subtle things that we do as parents as well where we are calling them names and maybe we just don't realize it for what it is. But in today's society, it happens a lot. And you know, in reality, I'm guilty of it too. I think we probably all are. Sometimes I will tell my kids, hey, stop being a brat or stop acting like like a brat. And by the way, brat is not the big B word. You know what that one is. I will say to them, stop being a pain or you're being silly. And some of those things, you know, being silly, okay, they can be silly and funny and that can take on many different meanings all by itself. However, calling them a brat or calling them another name, that definitely has meaning behind it of a negative value. And that's something I think that we have to be very specific and careful about as we speak to our kids. Because everything we say, our kids are taking an account of it. And they are utilizing it to value who they are and what we value about them. Even if they're doing it subconsciously, which usually they are, those words coming out of your mouth are used later in life to outline their value, reserved for how they see themselves, and set the tone for what they will tolerate in future relationships that touch their life. You know, in reality, the words that come out of our mouth are really a heart issue. And the reason I know that is because in Proverbs 4:23, it states specifically in the Bible, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Well, if that's true, what's in your heart? What is it that you think specifically could cause a problem within your heart that would make you say the things you say to your daughter. We will talk about that as well in a couple of episodes, but I want you to think about that now as we go through it because chances are you can probably trace the real meaning and the real problem back to your heart if you do the work long enough to find out. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. So let's talk about names. What's in a name? How did names come about? 
Well, we know the first people who were named in the world were Adam and Eve. Those names were given to them by God. God gave very specific names to people for very specific reasons. Even with James and John, the sons of thunder, he changed their names. Abraham and Sarah, both of their names were changed. And typically what we find in the Bible is when God has changed their name, that it is an indication of something new going to happen or something that has happened already that gives them that name. Interestingly enough to me, if you think about the woman at the well, when he meets her, he asks her several questions, one of which is never her name. In the Bible, she is simply known as the Samaritan woman. And then he asks about her husband. And she responds, I have no husband. And he says, that is correct. You speak the truth. You've had five husbands and who you are with now is not your husband. He doesn't condemn her or call her names. What he does is he starts speaking to her about the living water of life that he can offer versus where they were sitting at, which was the well of Jacob. Now, you may think this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, name calling, but I want you to put a pin in that story for just a moment for the woman at the well and him speaking life to her. Put a pin in that as we go back to the name. I want you to think about your name. What is your name? First, middle, last. What's the meaning of your name? Have you ever asked your parents why they gave you the name they did? Is it a family name? Is it a name that has been created? There's a lot of those in society right now and they're very cool. Chances are you were given a name based on some kind of sentimental value. Our first son, he has two middle names. One, from his grandpa on my husband's side, from an uncle on my side of the family. Our two middle boys, well, they both received my husband's first and middle name as their middle names, so they are both named after their father. Our daughter, she is named for several people. My maiden name is Brooks. My husband has a cousin named Brooke that I love, and my husband's mother's name is Lynn, and my mom's name is Elizabeth. So her name is Brooklyn Elizabeth. Makes sense, right? Each one of our kids are named after people in our family who we love. That's really kind of why you bestow those names on them, right? So they remain connected to the heritage of your family. You know me, I love to look things up, so I googled up just the word name, and here's what it says. A word or set of words by which a person, animal, place, or thing is known, addressed, or referred to. A verb, give a name to, specifically an amount, time, or place, as something desired, suggested, or decided on. I have to think of Adam in this account when he named the animals. How in the world did he come up with some of those names? Kangaroo? Toad? Sloth? It had to be by divine intervention. Like when he got stuck on a name, God was there whispering, saying, That one? We're gonna call a snake. One day you'll understand why. Names are important. They're part of our identity. Those names attach themselves to us. We even start to emulate the name we are called and give over to our identity. It's who we partly become. And all of the negativity or positivity settles over us. It's why names are so very important. And name calling should not be part of our speech. As a mom, don't you want to do and say all the things that give life to a positive influence in your daughter's life? I'm so sorry, I'm sitting here actually eating an icy and it just occurred to me that when I'm speaking, it may be a little slower because my tongue is numb. <laughs> at this moment, at this very moment. So I apologize for that. However, it's perfect timing because I am going to talk right into my next point. Numb tongue and all, our tongue. 
I don't know about you, but I certainly could use a brake pedal on my tongue sometimes. Maybe I should just carry an icy with me everywhere I go. That way it'll slow me down. I think something and it will come right out of my mouth before I even have a chance to stop it. And I may have to apologize after the fact. But if you have never thought of your tongue as a weapon, you should. The power of the tongue. What are we talking about today? We're talking about out of the mouths of moms. The things that we say to our kids. It has the power to give life and death. Now that's saying something right there. Our tongue is the most difficult thing to control. Our words have a lasting effect. They can bless, they can hurt, show love, and show hate. Don't fan the flames of gossip. Don't fan the flames of deceit. We should each choose our words wisely and choose to speak life. A couple of verses that I like to share about the tongue is this. Proverbs 12:18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Boy, I wish I would have known that one when I was younger. Even in my early parenting days, I wish I could have put this into practice more. And I share this in my book that's coming out really soon. It's called I Quit the Family. And it certainly shares many stories about how I floundered through mommyhood. And you'll get some good laughs. But the one repeating theme while raising kids, at least for me, was the constant struggle to stay in the spiritual place when I was dealing with the physical aspect of life all around me. And it's chaos. Did you know that the tongue is made up of eight different muscles? It's a conglomeration of different muscles coming together to make the tongue move. And the main muscle makeup of the tongue is something called genoglossus, which is, I find, phenomenal. Why? Because you will never guess the shape of that tongue muscle. Come on, give me a guess. It is shaped like a fan. Isn't that phenomenal? Because everything we say is blown to the wind. And that should let you know. Those words may come back to you one day. Don't you think that's possible? It's why speaking life is so critically important especially when you are speaking to your daughters. Because us as moms, we know the impact words make. We've lived it. And we've mourned those words that have inflicted pain. Why would we ever want to pass that on to our daughters? And I know we don't. I know we don't. It's just one of those things that can happen, especially in this society. If we are not mindful of our words, our thoughts, what's happening in our heart, trying to really focus on the spiritual aspect of where we should be, it's really hard to pass on those words of life that we need to call out to our daughters. And this is the point y'all, where we take the pen out and we go back to the woman at the well. I didn't forget her. She's still there with Jesus. This is what I want to leave you with today. Jesus wants to be intimately involved in a relationship with you. How do I know that from this story with the woman at the well? Well, first of all, she was a Samaritan woman who most Jews would not have anything to do with. And here you have the Son of God, Jesus, sitting at the well, talking to her, asking her questions, getting to know her, finding out more about her heart, discovering who she is. She was there at the well in the middle of the day, not because it was convenient, but because she was a woman who had been cast sort of from society, given the nature of her lifestyle. Well, Jesus knew that before he started speaking to her. But once she had confirmed it, he did not call her names. He called her to him and said that he could give her living water 
and she asked for that living water. She wanted to know what that was he was speaking about. And his words transformed her life. The Samaritan woman is given a new name, child of the one true king, because she accepts the living water that Jesus offers. Her name is changed. It doesn't say it in the Bible, in those words, but accepting the living water of Jesus makes you a child of the one true king. In that sense, her name is changed and she is transformed. And that's what our words should seek to do for our daughters as well. Now, he had been traveling. He was exhausted. His disciples had gone on to the village ahead to find food for them. And I believe that's a fact that we should not gloss over in this context because give me a mother who's not exhausted from the day's work, who couldn't use some help from friends to get her through the rest of the day. And yet, how do we react to those around us? Do we think of their spiritual, emotional, and mental needs first? before we attack them with words and call them names. And believe me, I am not pointing fingers unless I'm pointing the finger at me first because I have been here. Yes. Jesus gives us the perfect example here to know that we need to soften our heart even when we are in a weary situation and exhausted and we have given and given and given. We still need to soften our heart more and show our daughters the love that he shows to us. And I know that the last thing as a mom we want to do to our daughters is to speak words, name call, or do anything that would transform them to a place of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough not feeling accepted, not feeling love, because this can make them harden their heart against us and God. When you start to harden your heart, the things that made you harden your heart become your reality. You carry them with you in life and you pass them on to the next generation. And that is not a legacy as a mom we ever should want to leave our daughters or granddaughters. And let me just throw this in here too. Our daughters are not the only girls watching us. Their friends are watching us. Our friends' moms are watching us. They're looking sometimes for that example or that confidence boost that they need in order to know it's okay to show love, to ask for help, and to speak words of life. Sometimes it makes it easier to step out into it because it's not easy. That's between you and God. You work that out. But just be mindful. You are not just setting an example for your daughter. Others are watching you and they need you to speak these words of life. Moms, the words that come out of our mouth now is the legacy, and name-calling should never be a part of that. Use your words to speak life over your family, and especially your daughters. Help them transform and show them through your words that they are a child of the one true king, and that's who we all are. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you had a wonderful time. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, be you, because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.